Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Baron Money. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about four financial topics that wealthy people understand and, more importantly, use. I think as we are talking with many people, depending either they heard us from the podcast or just ongoing conversations we have with clients or just people we meet as, as we're out and about, it's these four specific topics that I think most of the time bring up the questions from most people, either a, they don't understand it or B they're like, what do you mean? Like they didn't know that they should understand it. Yeah. And like, these are four areas in which wealthy people typically have a significant advantage either through hiring advisors or through knowledge themselves. Before we dive into that, Mr. Collins, what are we drinking today? Uh, today, we're drinking a beer called Threadhead. Uh, shocking. It is a hazy IPA because we never drink those on the show. Um, it is from Faded Flannel Brewery. It clocks in at uh, a robust 7% uh, and has 42 IBUs. What uh, What's your take on this beer, Ryan? It's a dry, hazy IPA. Okay. Almost... Like not in a bad way, but on the verge of being bad, right? Like it's right at the cusp of being almost a little bit too dry. It's a very different hazy IPA than I've than I've ever had. Um, most of the hazy IPAs that I tend to like tend to not be ultra fruity, but they definitely tend to be fruity leaning uh, when it comes to, to comes to that. But I, I saw the uh, I was at the the store and. The faded flannel name, faded flannel brewing company caught my eyes. Like, you know, let's give them a try and see, uh, see what they're all about. They're out of Eugene, Oregon, I believe. So I figure Oregon IPA couldn't be, couldn't be horrible. So we'll try them out. So that's my two cents on that bottle cup rating. I'd probably give it a six out of 10. I like this quite a bit. I'm going to go with an eight. So try them out again. Uh, faded flannel brewing. It's called Threadhead. Yeah, it's just it's a bit different. Yeah, and the can is like a flannel, like a colorful orange and purple flannel. So orange and purple. That's a weird color scheme. Anyways, let's let's jump into the the episode here. Um, these four financial topics, right? So the four topics are leverage, tax brackets, cash flow, and intentional risk. Like these four areas, if you can really understand them and and take advantage of these two of these four topics, like you're setting yourself up very, very well. Yeah. And and each one of them has its own set of set of unique components associated with it. Well, let's just jump into the first one and start talking about leverage. Yeah. So when we talk about leverage, right? It's about okay, what do we when you're looking at your balance sheet? What is it that you can take advantage of because you own that on your balance sheet, right? Like the prime example I think most people understand is if you own a home, you can leverage the equity in your home and maybe refinance some of that equity out and use it, maybe put it back into the home in terms of remodel uh, or maybe put it elsewhere, taking care of debt. Like there's a bunch of ways to leverage the home, the asset itself. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, at its purest form, it's using other people's money 
to go ahead and buy something. You know, and, and anytime we're using debt, that's essentially what we're doing. Uh, leverage has a multiplication effect, um, both of return and of risk. So it's it's not necessarily innately good or bad. We really have to understand where and how and when and why leverage should be used. And the wealthy understand this exceedingly well. And those that think that they understand it can oftentimes get in over their head and cause themselves some problems with it. Yeah, with anything, <clears throat> with all four of these, these topics, if your balance sheet isn't appropriately set up, all four of these topics can be misused. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, very badly, right? Because someone will have maybe a balance sheet with very liquid, with very illiquid savings, maybe minimal savings. And they've got the, this one asset and they over leverage the asset. Like think of 08 to some degree. You know, some of that is you know the fact that they were able to get loans possibly, but think about an over leveraged asset. You can get yourself in trouble very, very easily. You have to set up your balance sheet appropriately. Absolutely. Which takes us to number two. So number two is, Wealthy people understand the tax code or the tax brackets specifically, right? They understand how it works. They like, I think a lot of people say, oh, I'm in the 24% tax bracket. And what they really mean is marginal tax bracket. Yet they think all of their money is taxed at 24%. Yeah. They may not know the difference or like get exactly how big of a difference it is when we're talking about capital gains versus ordinary income. Um, they may not understand like, okay, if I have one extra dollar, how is that extra dollar taxed? What are the choices? What are the options? How do we actually manage that pre-retirement and post-retirement? So there are a whole ton of different topics that kind of fall into this category uh, in terms of how do we go about managing tax brackets through various different insight and tax strategies. Yeah, we did a whole episode on tax brackets. Um, so make sure you go back and check that out if, if you're wanting to know um, wanting to know how, how those actually play out. But it's important to understand how, how that is and how that specifically goes into your, again, I'm going to bring up the balance sheet and, and income and understanding how this coordinates with everything, right? Too often, I think people just, you know, they file the taxes or they talk to the CPA and everything's kind of done looking at the rearview mirror and they're not looking out the forward windshield of the car to understand, okay, 20, 30 years from now, how do I leverage where my assets are due to different tax implications of where that money is sitting? 100%. Um, and, and the question becomes, are we setting ourselves up to fail in the future? with how we're doing our tax planning. Like what, what concerns do we need to be aware of and how do we take a look at undoing some of these potential tax bombs down the road? Which takes us to number three here. And so number three is cash flow, right? Wealthy people understand cash flow and they manage it appropriately, right? And what we mean by cash flow is the money coming in the door they manage where it's going and they've got specific purposes, right? It's not just, oh, you know, 
Suzy Q decide, tells me that I should put all my money in X bucket. So that's what I'm going to do, right? They are very, very specific as to where they're putting money, how much should go towards debts, how much should go towards assets, what assets should be building. They're very specific to this. Well, and sometimes they get very specific around like what account is funding what, when, why, how, where, and they're they're looking at it from a financial engine standpoint. Like, okay, what are we building with this? How do I reinvest this back to create more cash flow? What does that look like? And like, why is it important to to understand like how much we can enjoy and consume and spend? versus reinvest back into the next financial engine or the current financial engines. Yeah, I saw something the other day and essentially was talking about how cash flow can make you feel wealthier than you actually are. Yeah, it really, really can. Right, because you can make 500,000, a million dollars, $10 million a year and you can have a very lavish, lavish, like you can have a very good lifestyle. The question you should be asking yourself is how long would that lifestyle last based on how much money is staying on your balance sheet? Yeah. Is this lifestyle fleeting? Do I need to, like, is this going to last beyond this year, this like circumstance, this environment, whatever? Whatever it is that brought in the cash flow, is this lasting or is this fleeting? And frankly, that's what really the biggest part of financial planning is, is what, how, where should I be putting money so that I can sustain the lifestyle that I want throughout my life, not just sustain my lifestyle for the next 10 years. Right. Right. So wealthy people understand cash flow and they understand where the money should be going, which takes us to number four. Wealthy people take intentional risk. And, the, and this might sound interesting, different, but it's really just trying to figure out like it, it's it's not all wealthy people take risk or no wealthy people take risk. That's not it at all. It's that they understand the risks that they're taking and that those are in intentional intentional because of the knowledge that they like because of the knowledge of maybe uh, the topics we just discussed one two and three and again that theme that we're kind of pushing across all four of these topics they understand what their balance sheet looks like so that that risk is appropriate for them right you can have someone right. that wants a lot of risk but if they don't have any backup to that risk like that's a now it's a much bigger risk or if they don't truly understand what the risk is that they're taking now it becomes super problematic because you have risks that you aren't even aware of what it is that you're risking or what yeah. could potentially happen what just kind of hit me was you know like the show shark tank mm -hmm. right you've got these these entrepreneurs like mark cuban um kevin o'leary um, Robert Hershevac, right? These these very wealthy people, and they're they're dropping fifty, hundred thousand, up to a million dollars in these these companies that are coming in to pitch them to invest in them. Do you think that Mark Cuban 
is going to take a million dollars of his own revenue or his own, I'm sorry, his own income, his own balance sheet and not have some sort of backup plan. Like, do you think that that's like, that's not what Mark Cuban is doing, right? He's got all of these other assets that are kicking off income streams and growing like a million dollars to him isn't really that risky considering his net worth. Right. Whereas a million dollars to someone that maybe is worth $2 million, well, that's a whole different risk profile. Mm -hmm. And I think people compare themselves and this is maybe, you know, this is a whole nother episode maybe is, is comparing yourself to these people that are ultra wealthy and it's not, you're not even in the same ballpark just because they go buy a Ferrari, the percentage of income to them might be like 2%. Whereas what you just spent on your brand new Mercedes E-Class was 20%. Heck, what you just spent on your minivan. Right. Like might be a bigger percentage of income. Which goes back to balance sheet. You have to understand the balance sheet and understand what that looks like and take the appropriate risk. Absolutely. And that brings us to our question of the day. And our question today is which of these four topics do you struggle with the most? So head over to beerandmoney.net and there's a spot for you to answer that question. If you got any value out of this, right? The whole reason we started this podcast was to help you think differently about your money so that you can take action on your current financial situation. So please share this episode if you got anything out of it, because my guess is you probably have some friends, some family members, maybe some people at work that might get something out of it too. As always, we hope this episode was valuable. And Mr. Collins. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201. Phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 1531912, CA Insurance License Number 0K24924, 
Alexander Collins AR Insurance License Number 7264699, CA Insurance License Number 0H24806, Pinpoint Number 2022-144449, Expiration September 2024.